Vettel is hearing Aston Martin music. Can the Bulls mount a charge against the Mercs? Are the Pink Panthers frontrunners? Let's jump the start. to jump the start racing uh my name is wellington i'm here with two of my closest friends say hello ruben what's going on guys welcome back yancy hello what's going on fellas? welcome back another race week that's right let's do it <laughs> yes sir so uh we're leading into the uh the hungarian grand prix but before that we just want to tie up some loose ends a bunch of News. Actually, I can't even call it news. It's uh, rumors have been, uh, you know, floating around. So I just want to make sure to address those things. Number one, Racing Point is being investigated by the FIA based on an investigate. Well, based on Renault filing a protest on on the brake ducts. Uh, in a, we've been calling Racing Point Tracing Point because they copied Mercedes as far as uh, their 2019 car. So Renault went through and essentially triggered a protest saying that they borrowed too heavily from the 2019 Mercedes car, and these are our issues. Uh, Yancy, do you want to jump in and give your thoughts on what this could potentially mean for Racing Point? Well, um, what it could mean is that they can disqualify the car and if they disqualify the entire car for the rest of the year, um, that could be a problem because then we're going to lose a team. Now, do I think it'll get there? Nah, I don't think so. I um, it, it seems to be that racing point or tracing point, as we all like to say. Um, did they do diligence with the FIA over the summer? And... So, but the reason, I think the reason why Renault picked the brake ducts is, is one of those things where you can clearly see on, on camera when basically when the cameras are in the pits during the practices or, or qualifying, when they take off the wheels, you can see it. Now, when you see it, man, they look very, very similar. Now, will they win it? I don't know. I hope they don't because honestly, it's spicing up the field. You know, it's it's something new to talk about and it's changing the pecking order. It's we're not we're all now we're talking about Racing Boy potentially being a you know top team, which is crazy. Yeah, I it it's something that uh within the FIA regulations, you're allowed to take photos of the cars, you're allowed to model your car based on what you see of the other cars. You're not allowed to pass information from one team to another. Uh, there were a lot of uh, questions last year or two years ago. You guys correct me if I'm wrong or let me know if, wh which year it was. But Haas and Ferrari, there was a lot of talk of, hey, this is actually a copy of the previous year's Ferrari. I that was, was 2018. Right, 2018. 2018. And mm -hmm. Haas, that was, I think, one of their best years ever. The The car did really well. It was actually a uh, a very strong car in the midfield. Ruben, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? No, I think it's just it's a clone car, you know. It's, it's obviously you could, you could see wait, it from wait, far away. Wait, wait, clone car or a clown car? <laughs> clone, clone. It's a clone. You can <laughs> okay. see it. You can know. This is, this is nothing new. Obviously, you know, Haas did it. It didn't work for Haas. I just, 
you know, it's interesting that they picked up so much pace. Obviously, you know, they get, it's the engine supplier, so we don't know what Mercedes share with them. They're not supposed to share that, but, you know, who knows? And, you know, the process, I think they're not going to stop coming because they have so much pace. I don't think, you know, people were expecting that big of a jump in pace that they did. And they have, a, and they're saying they could be stronger. That's the problem, too. Like, okay, so you, you want to take me up on it? I could be better. Yeah. So screw you guys. I could be better. So, you know, it's just a matter of when are they going to get tired of or what's next? You know, what's the next protest? I, I hope they remember you know, that all- the company around there that made the pray touch for them. <laughs> Yeah. I, I do remember the uproar in 2018 and, and it was the same talk like there was going to be a lot of protest over the house car but the you know the car never really you know it, it, it was good in the midfield I think it ultimately finished fifth or sixth I'm not too sure but it was around there um so the protest never came but this car this racing point car I mean Carlos Sainz even said it he said listen this car is not a midfield car anymore. You know, that team is but not a midfield a team. But McLaren didn't want to say anything about it. Like, we have no protest with it. Let them race, whatever. You know, what did they see that Renault has, you know, has not seen yet? Well, because Renault, Renault is supposed to be one of the top teams, man. Renault is a, is a works <laughs> team. They have an entire car manufacturer that's owned by the, the country of France behind them. And they're nowhere compared to that team. You know, they're the ones that are supposed to be consistently fourth and challenging for podiums, and they haven't even gotten there yet. And they definitely have plenty of time. So, you know, Renault, it seems like it's, you know, it's just salt. They're salty, (laughs) as the British would say. So, Also with the McLaren, the McLaren is actually much more competitive than the, well, I can't even say that much, but it's more competitive than the Renault this year. So, uh, as far as the racing point and unlocking more potential, I think we're going to start seeing that, especially with uh, when we come up to power tracks like uh, Silverstone, Spa, Monza. When we get to those tracks, you're going to start seeing that Mer- Mercedes engine really stretch its legs and kind of leave everybody else in the dust. We're going to start to really see that separation. <laughs> yeah, but what's going to set the racing the racing point car apart is that it's also modeled aerodynamically after that Mercedes. It's almost the same as the last year's Mercedes. And that Mercedes was quick. It blew out the field. I'm talking about almost, five. I think it had, they had five. Well, I mean, they had five one-twos in the first five races. It was crazy. And, you know, that car is good. It's quick. That, you know, even Mercedes noticed um, when, when Sergio Perez got into clean air, it was lapping around just as fast as a Mercedes this year. It's going to be a problem. I don't know. I mean, so we'll what, see what comes out of this. How they're gonna get away with it? <laughs> How they're gonna get away with it? You know, it's just gonna be a lot of a lot of investigation throughout the whole year. We only have you know so far ten races. So, uh, to be frank, I think it's gonna get thrown out just like, and and it, two years ago it was the Haas and the Alfa Romeo. So it wasn't just the one team copying the other. It was a Ferrari yeah. kind of uh, uh, supply team, I guess, get together or whatever. But I don't th- I don't foresee really there being any issues with the racing point because because they had submitted the car prior to to this season, so they had already yeah. you know had, testing had already happened, uh, the FIA had already seen the car. I, I just don't foresee any issues. I for like, I I for one don't want. Go ahead, Ruben. 
No, I said, what did Renault see that the FIA did not see before? I mean, they presented the car, they got it passed. We're racing. So now Renault's like, uh 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 uh, hold on. Those brake ducts are the same from what? From pictures? Do you have the drawings of it? Like, do you have the architectural structure of it? You know, it's, it's tough to say. Yeah, man. I Listen, I don't, I hope the protest doesn't go anywhere. Um, and I don't think it will. Uh, I want to see these type of changes in, in the pecking order of the field that I want to see another car, you know, fighting for podiums, man. This is what we want to see. We want to see racing. Hell yeah. We don't want to see somebody being, somebody blowing away the field. At the very least, I mean, Mercedes is going to blow away the field this year, but at least we didn't get a fight for second and third place. At least. Well, yeah, where the Red Bull has in aerodynamics and the chassis, Racing Point probably has in, in engine with the Mercedes engine. All right, so from there, we're going to move on to, I guess, really the hot topic recently is the Sebastian Vettel rumors. Uh, supposedly, he's in talks with uh, Big Daddy Stroll, uh, Aston Martin, potential future Aston Martin racing uh, for next year, but it's really racing... Lawrence Stroll is the owner of Racing Point or one of the owners of the Racing Point team. Uh, Vettel, being a four-time world champion, is a very attractive driver to put onto your team, a team that you're trying to get a, a bigger name for. The rumor is that Vettel would be signed on to the Racing Point team, next year become Aston Martin Racing Point, uh, in lieu of one of the drivers that's currently there. So we know Lance Stroll is the son of the boss. He's not going to leave. Sergio Perez, he's he did well last race. He's actually been a fairly underrated driver that needs kind of a car underneath him to really prove himself at this point. But they have uh, he has an exit clause, or the team has an exit clause that has to be triggered by July 31st in order to be able to get out from underneath it. What do we think about this situation? Ruben, what do you think? Uh, I like it and I don't like it. I mean, Vettel coming to, to the team and, you know, they're rebranding and all that stuff. And the pace they're showing this year, oh, my God. But, uh, you know, what I don't like is, come on, you know, Paris saved that team last year, you know? Or, you know, the year before, whenever the – two yeah. years ago when, when the thing happened. Come on, Paris should be, like, their golden child. I hate the fact that, you know, they're, like, enforcing a clause or whatever that – I don't know. What is the freaking clause that they have? We could fire you for not performing, but come on, look what he's doing already so far this year. Screw that, man. Like, this freaking... I don't know. I don't like it. I like it, you know, that Beto might be coming over and stuff like that, which is awesome. Beto's a top driver. My, what I really think about this is uh, Stroll should take a back seat, be like a manager in the team. Come on, Stroll, no matter what car you're giving, he's not going to be a, a world champion. So take a back seat, bring Beto, and we're going to be good, you know? That's pretty much my 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 two points and all that stuff that I think Stroll should take a management position within the team. Your mom, your dad owns the team. Like you're not gonna get better than that and let better on Paris, because Paris is an awesome driver. Let's not take yeah, see, what are your thoughts on that? Listen, the it's not gonna be racing point anymore. It's gonna be Aston Martin racing. So it's not We're gonna talking be talking about a no, it's going to be Aston Martin Racing, and you have a chance to bring Sebastian Vettel, who has what I call four legend makers, four championships in his 
on his side, right? You think about any other sport, right? And you think about what defines legends. It's championships. It's not MVPs. <laughs> and there is no MVPs in 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 racing in, in Formula One. There's no, you know, driver of the year. There's none of that. There's just championships. The people who are remembered are the ones that win championships. And Beto has four of them. Right? So if you yep. can get rid of Perez, if you can get rid of Perez, get rid of Perez. And you know why they were going to get rid of Perez instead of Lance Stroll? Even though that would be a great team, like a great driver lineup if you kept Perez there with, um, with Vettel. But it's not going to work. Why? Because Vettel, anytime that Vettel has been successful, and even with the limited success that he has had with Ferrari, all the resources and everything points to Vettel. They have to rally around Vettel in order for him to be successful. So we know Lance Stroll ain't gonna, is not even going to come close to drive yep. as well as Vettel. He's not even going to come close. So there's going to be peace within that team. It's probably the best bet to keep Lance Stroll there and bring in a four-time world champion to that team. And if Screw Vettel, if you control. handle him right, listen, if you if you handle him right, Vettel will do wonders in a car that's already super quick with the best engine in Formula 1. So yeah. you actually addressed what my concern would be if Perez were to stay. We saw when he had Esteban Ocon as a teammate, we saw that he had some sharp elbows, that there was some, let's call it carbon fiber flying uh, in, on, <laughs> on track that uh, belonged to his own teammate. So do we see Perez try and, you know, kind of peacock and say, you know, I, a four-time world champion is coming in, but, you know, I'm still a really good driver and I just never really had a chance outside of my early days with with Sauber and then that one year with McLaren that, you know, the car was already in decline. Okay, you guys convinced me. He's out. Paris, get Paris out of there. You guys convinced me. I don't want that for the team. Get Paris out of there. Go for the other thing would be get to get Stroll out of there because it's a at the end of the day, it's a business decision. And, and Lawrence Stroll being the businessman that he is. Paris brings a lot of money. Yeah. But they don't need the money. They're Aston Martin Racing, uh, bro. That's, that's, the, that's, <laughs> they're Aston Martin Racing. And they got a big cash infusion already from, from Lauren Stroll. And they, got Benz behind, they got Benz behind them. <laughs> yeah, man. That's going to be, that's going to be like a mini, that's going to be a, a Mercedes Benz light. It already is this year with that car, man. Come on, bro. They don't need that money. And, 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 and Paris will be fine, man. There's already, they, a news report came out today where there was where he even said to himself that there's been another F1 team that contacted him about a drive, and there's been yeah, other um, programs that contacted him about a drive. Perez will be fine, man. But if you got a chance to bring in a world champion, a fourth, not a one time, not a two, a, not a three time, a four time <laughs> world champion, man. You bring him in, man. You bring him in. He's only 33, bro. Yo, you saw You remember that press conference that they had with. Uh... The press conference they had with Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh. Not one, not two. That's what you just sounded like. That's how many championships they were going to bring to Miami. Oh, my God. Uh, they only got two, though. They only got two. Speaking of champions, just to, uh, I guess, move forward from there, you guys have anything else to add with the stroll 
Strolls news or Vettel? Strolls. <laughs> nah, man. Listen, Aston Martin, that team is going to be a problem, man. That's going to be a problem. Uh, yeah, it'll be a problem this year, like I said. Um, yeah. Driver lineup. Though. Yeah, we're back to talking about champions. Uh, they, the champions, world constructor champions, Mercedes, they re-up on uh, Valtteri Bottas' contract, so he will be in that seat in 2021. Kind of weird that they haven't uh, figured anything out with, not that they haven't figured it out, but the contract with uh, Hamilton is not yet settled, but they brought in Bottas. Uh, what do you guys think of this move? Ruben, what do you think? Uh, the Bottas, you know, he did say that it was good that they did it now, so he doesn't have to worry about it. You know, he doesn't have to have that in the back of his mind. You know, being that it's also on top of everything, it's a short season. Uh, on the Ham situation, uh, maybe Ham is, you know, also holding back on, hey, I want more money. And if this guy's getting more, I want more than that. And I want more than that. And I want more than that. And, you know, also Ham has a lot of money with him, too, as well. I don't know. Yancy, what do you got? No, I don't think what Hamilton is about money. He's going to get paid anyways. <laughs> um, when I saw this news, the only thing I thought about was maybe Valtteri Bottas, now that he doesn't have to worry about his contract situation, maybe he can take it to Vettel. He seems like he's driving better this year. Take it to but both. I don't put my hopes. Take it to Hamilton, not to Vettel. I don't, well, I'm sorry, to Hamilton. I'm sorry, I still got, I still got the Aston Martin thing in my head. Um, no, to, to Hamilton this year. But Botas doesn't convince me because he starts off well. He's very inconsistent. Then he drops off. And we all know how good Lewis Hamilton is. We've been over this so many times. And we can still keep going again because he's a a once-in-a-lifetime driver. And if those who are new to the sport, you know, are watching this man, this man is almost, like I said before, almost like a Michael Jordan figure. He is making history and just... Revel in the fact that you can watch him race. But um, Botas always races better when he doesn't have a contract situation over his head. They got it out of the year after the two, after the first two races. He already has a race win. He's leading the championship. Maybe, maybe, maybe he can just challenge Hamilton, and I think he's the only one that can this year but from what, I'm, what it's looking like so far. They're letting him race. Are they going to let them race? Remember, both of us don't. Oh make- yeah. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> they don't have a reason. They don't. They don't have a reason not to let him race at this point. You know. I don't know. I don't know. Ham, Ham no, is- I mean, at this, Mercedes is going to jump out to such a lead that it's for them. It's just not going to matter. Go ahead and freaking kill yourselves if not. Well, I mean, that's not nice. But uh, the <laughs> other thing is, Bottas was going through a divorce last year. That uh, I don't care who you are. That's going to affect you um, as you're trying to uh, you know work on your craft. So he had the contract issue last year and the divorce last uh, last year as well. Now he's got a new girlfriend. He's got yeah. his seat secured for next year. I don't know. I'm hoping to see Bottas be able to step up and, you know, tighten the screws a little bit on Hamilton. Yeah, I hope so too, man. And we need somebody to challenge him. Hey, his girlfriend's on the track already. You, know you got a girlfriend on the track. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and that, that's something that we didn't know about Botas last year that he was going through a divorce. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, of course it'll affect you. But now, listen, he's he has his girlfriend. They seem very happy, and he has his contract. Now, take the gloves off, man. Let's go. Let's race. So, um, as far as other, I guess, driver news, uh, the Williams they confirmed 
Russ, George Russell and Nicholas Latifi are coming back. It's almost like it's not that they're coming back; it's that they're not escaping. I, I guess. They're not moving They're not moving on. Yo, they're gonna they're gonna win the championship next year, man. <laughs> From your little ahead of Ferrari. Nah, listen, this is this is it's a solid driver lineup. I mean, I, we haven't seen anything from Latifi yet, um, but he seems to be, you know, getting acclimated well. Every time you have a rookie in the field, by the way, he's I I'm predicting that he's gonna win Rookie of the Year this year. <laughs> he's the um, only rookie, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, but uh, but it always takes rookie drivers a few races to get you know to get there their wheels under them, I guess, in Formula One. So we'll see how, how that um that pans out. You know, Russell is a you know is a is a talent, man. He's gonna be good. And I can't wait to see him, you know, uh, in a good car challenging with uh Leclerc and Verstappen. Oh uh, that you know, that's virtual Grand Prix champion George yep. Russell to you. Okay. <laughs> as long as the cars are set to equal, he's really good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and take it seriously, man. <laughs> All right. So just just to take a more global view of where everybody is going and what's happening for next year. So obviously Ham is gonna be with Mercedes next year. That's just a matter of time. Boras is secure. Uh Sainz and Leclerc are with Ferrari. That's done. Verstappen is gonna be with Red Bull. Albon most likely will be with Red Bull, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. What what seats are open? McLaren has Ricardo and, and Norris. There are so the only question marks I see are are Haas, uh, Alfa Romeo if Kimi makes a move, mm-hmm. and then obviously what we've been talking about with the racing points. But I I think it's pretty much all set up, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think the only big story you have there is Haas, but you don't know if Haas is actually going to be in the sport or not. You know they haven't they haven't signed the new Concord Agreement. Which is uh, the agreement all the teams uh, sign, you know, uh, basically confirming that they're gonna commit to the sport for a certain amount of years. So we don't know about that, but you know, Haas, I think needs they need to they need to blow things up over there. It doesn't seem like it's working, and they're languishing in the bottom again, like last year. So I think it, it looked promising for them a few years ago, but well, you know, they're I, not going anywhere. I think. Once they sign Paris, that they know they're going to have a steady income now coming in, <laughs> they'll be good. You know, Paris is if, going to be that a racing point. Yeah. Paris, Paris is, so, is bringing that rich energy money that they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? It's it's unfortunate for, for Haas, who, along with now Alfa Romeo, you know, they had those killer unfortunately illegal Ferrari engines in 2018 and then they <laughs> took Why a, you got to say it like that for uh, me? Yeah, you no, know, I'm trying to Actually, I didn't say But they had those Haas engines or I'm sorry, those Ferrari engines two years ago that were killer. Last year also killer for most of the year until the investigation and now if if you guys saw, the only people the only teams that didn't score points or there were six drivers that didn't score points and those six drivers, or of the drivers that didn't score points, six of them had Ferrari engines, as you saw yeah. last weekend. I, you know, I that's obviously got to be affecting Haas and Alfa Romeo big time. Yeah, big time. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> it's also affecting you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 
I'm trying oh, to. I'm trying to. I'm forty seconds. I'm, I'm just. I'm just trying to be optimistic and things will get better. But it's not looking too good for me, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but that, that's a problem, man. I mean. It's true. It's true what you're saying. All everything points to Ferrari were doing something very nefarious. Uh, SAT word. They were were doing something, doing something wrong, Ruben. They were doing something wrong (laughs) with that engine, and um, they've taken a step backwards, and and it's showing on all the cars that are powered by Ferraris. Yeah, of course. Moving on from the driver lineups, the Styrian Grand Prix. Any final thoughts of the news that's been coming out uh, over the last couple of days before we move on to Hungary? Uh, I think the Styrian Grand Prix also showed that Mercedes is very, very ahead on pace. Ferrari's obviously toast for the year. No, sorry, Enzo. And, you know, Max still going to kill it with the Rebel, but the Benz engine it's killing. It's going to kill it this year. Right, Yancy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are. Man. The, <laughs> what, else, what else is new, man? What else is new? What else is new? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it'll, I'm, I think I'm just looking ahead to the midfield battle, to be honest with you. Uh, and we don't know where Red Bull is at as far as pace with, right. um, with, with Mercedes. I think that as far as like constructors or even teams, Red Bull is our only hope. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Racing Point, man. Maybe Racing Point. The yeah, way they, they're lapping. I mean, if they could get a better, better, better qualifying position, maybe they can challenge. Remember, the, the steering was in the Red Bull ring, which is their track. And I won't. You know, obviously, it had some difficulties, but they didn't perform that well either. You know, Max had a well, uh, it broken. Well, well, but it was not there. Let's see where they're at. I mean, with the, the race coming up, we'll be talking about That's that a little bit later. Um, you, you, Red Bull is, I told you before, aerodynamic magic, man. They know how to get around a, a tight and twisty track. So it's going to be an interesting weekend for sure. It will. It will. I, I'm, I can't wait for it. Yeah, I mean, so that's my, you know, that's one of my concerns is where exactly is Red Bull? Is um, I'm wondering if they were affected by the rain like very affected by the rain on Saturday because they're so dependent on obviously their chassis setup as well as their aero setup. And obviously the conditions aerodynamically on Saturday were just not the same as what we saw on Sunday. And it's one of those things where you set the car up and then you just kind of hope you have the right thing. I mean, uh, I mean you had the, the benefit of, of last week you were in the same place, so you should have an idea, but you know, it could have affected them. Yeah, I think with the, I don't, I wasn't, I don't, I didn't see the time on Max, the, the last lap that he spun out. But Lewis was just back to back, dropping and dropping even more. I would have loved for, you know, for Max to finish that lap to see where he was at. Because remember, Max is also very good in the rain. He has shown that already in the past. But obviously, King Lewis, you know? Yeah. yeah I, but I, but I also think that, you know, again, the Red Bull Ring is a power track. Um, I don't know if the Honda engines are up to, up to par with Mercedes. So it could have been that also. I mean, either way, and then Max was there or thereabouts with Lewis and during the race until he got until he hit a curb and broke part of his front wing. So 
And and then on top of that, part of that firmware got lodged into his barge board, and that affects you know the aerodynamics of the car dramatically. So um, we'll see, man. Matt, what I think if Red Bull is anywhere, it's going to be because of Max's driving. Yeah, I believe so too. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I was watching. Um, it used to be called Pure Pitwall. I forget what it's called now. I guess a race debrief, the the Mercedes video, and they mm-hmm. they mentioned. They mentioned the Max issue, and then they also mentioned the uh, uh, the Valtteri Bottas. He had some floor damage as well, which hindered him in his chase while he was going after uh, Max, and could have affected him in that battle that they had. Wow! No, I see. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, wow! <laughs> yeah, but that 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 that's an issue because you know anything that happens with those cars, you know any little thing breaks off, it, you know these, these everything is calculated in F1, especially with the aerodynamics, because the point of 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 putting all these these you know uh, these fins and and vortices you know, is to control the air to the back of the car. So if one thing is off, they don't have enough downforce to get through the corner, you're gonna lose grip, you, you can't get around as fast, you know, any little thing that happens yeah, is gonna dec- is that could that is gonna like mess up the way that car drives and then the drivers have to adjust. So, you know, that's why you have to be a good driver in F1. Yeah. And um, we were talking about Red Bull pace as to where it really is. I'm very concerned with Alex Albon uh, in the sense that, like, I'm not concerned about him in particular, but maybe we talked last time that, uh, or two weeks ago, that Max lapped uh, Pierre Gasly, his former teammate. And now we see Alex Albon, 40 seconds behind Max. Is is that the true pace of the car? And is, like, Max just essentially just beating the crap out of it? Um, I, I think it's closer to what Albon is showing than what we're seeing with Max Verstappen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, make, that makes sense. It, 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 you know, Max is one of those drivers, like I said, that can hustle a car around the track. He's very quick. So, it, and the sign of a good driver is always if you can take a, you know, I'm not going to say that the Red Bull is a bad car, but uh, a, a car a- that is not aerodynamically sound and can make it better. So, you know, now you put an average driver in, then you can really see, you can get closer to what the true pace of the car is. Uh, but then again, you know, it is known that Formula One teams uh, tend to uh, build their cars around their star driver, and maybe they've built that car around Max instead of Alex Albon. Gotcha. I mean, I hope he doesn't turn into a peer. You know, he, you know, he he showed pace last year. He showed that he could, you know, be somewhere. But this last race, he was back. <laughs> he was far behind. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think he, I don't think he'll turn into a Pierre Gasly. I think. He's shown that um, anytime he has a bad race, he, he he comes back and he does better, and he definitely has more balls than Pierre Gasly to make these overtakes when he has to make them. It's just that when he has he's in a good position to get a podium or a good result, he runs into Lewis Hamilton. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting or, or, <laughs> or should I say or should I say that Lewis Hamilton runs into him? Or to a bench cart. Because <laughs> look what happened with Sergio Paris. 
So the only other thing is that I would say is just to kind of close out this whole, I guess, Styrian Grand Prix discussion is in Austria, we saw that Max Verstappen went out and Alex Albon was threatening potentially for first place. So that's how affected the Mercedes cars were by the curbs and the whole issue with the with the gearbox loom. And I'm going to refer to the race debrief again, but both James Allison and I forget the other guy that, that was with him, but they both mentioned the, the gearbox loom being an issue and that it was fixed. Uh, so from there... So the duct tape um, worked. The duct tape did absolutely work. Nice. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> the uh, Hungarian Grand Prix, uh, you know, it's out in Budapest. It's a what we call a technical track. It's It's got a lot of... What I'm going to say is you have to set up the next turn while you're making the turn you're, you're, you're approaching now. So uh, it's, for example, if it's a quick right left, you have to just make sure that you're on the left side to be able to hit the. You just have to set it up. It, it's, it's hard to <laughs> explain it without without driving it. Um, the track itself looks like uh, it almost looks like brass knuckles. I don't know if you guys see that, but like, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love your analogies of, of these tracks. <laughs> Yo, but it's true, though. <laughs> it, does. it does. It does look like brass knuckles. You're right. <laughs> One of the inter- interesting things coming into uh, this race is obviously the uh, regulations regarding COVID and, you know, coronavirus. Uh, the drivers apparently they were already told and warned that not only if they if they break what their curfew is, which not not the curfew, but essentially it's from the airport to the hotel to the track to the hotel to the track. If they break that, they face a fifteen thousand dollar fine as well as potential imprisonment. Crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I'm about to go drop a line on like uh, on Hamilton. See if my boy Boras could could take the lead. <laughs> yeah, I saw him out of the club. <laughs> yeah, he was clubbing. Yeah. Do you can you imagine if a driver actually gets arrested and locked up, like let's say right after free practice three or something like that? Or not even free, I'll say free practice two. And then they can't race or they can't do qualifying. I mean, we That'll already, be insane. We bro. already saw last week that both both uh, Valtteri Bottas and Charles Leclerc both broke the quarantine rules. They went back. They both went back to Monaco during a race week. Uh, Who I hope be- they brought. I hope. I hope they brought their uh, their playstations. They're gonna have to be staying in the in the trainers. They're gonna be in the gulag. In- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's no, but um, a little bit of recent history. Twenty nineteen, we saw um, we saw that Lewis Hamilton. Ended up winning the race. Max Verstappen was actually on pole. Uh, Hamilton won the race. Uh, Sebastian Vettel third. Uh, 2018, uh, it was again another uh, Lewis Hamilton win with Vettel second and Kimi Raikkonen uh, third. Uh, the track itself, like I said, it it lends itself more to, um, or like we had been talking about, it lends itself more to like a chassis and strong arrow to be able to keep the speed up during the twisty turny uh track itself uh yes yeah exactly yancy what are you looking forward to going into this race and uh what do you think maybe prediction wise maybe you could just drop one on, on us real quick um 
we're going to see a battle for with Mercedes and Red Bull. And honestly, the I love overtakes, and we're going to be seeing a lot of the overtakes <laughs> into into turn one, basically, after that long straight, because that's really the longest part of the track. Um, mm-hmm. That's where they can get the DRS, and that's where you get into a large braking zone where whoever outbreaks you can get a pass. And, you know, there's that's one of like one of that spot was one of probably the most one of the most famous overtakes where Nelson PK, I believe, overtook Senna, basically Drifted doing a, a Tokyo drift on all wheels, <laughs> um, which was insane. But before that, he tried to do it and he went in too quick and he overshot it. So, but you know. This is what this is the beauty of the of the calendar. You're gonna get races that are going to require a lot of engine power, uh, and then you're gonna get races like these. You know, which, which it, this is almost like a Monaco, but on a and you know, not in the streets on a track, very tight and twisty. You don't have a lot of room to to overtake, so you're not gonna see a bunch of overtaking. Um, you're gonna win the race basically on. You know how you set up your car and your strategy. You know this is we're going to be looking at tire strategy, what tires these drivers are on, um, you know what calls they make, and you know when they pit. That you know, this is what we're going to be looking at, and obviously, Mercedes and Red Bull excel at both. Yeah, I mean, because of this track being like so twisty and stuff like that, it's done a lot of actions throughout the year. So it's just been. It's been it's been a track where people have to watch, you know, how they do it, when they do it, and at what time they do it. You know, if you could even go back to the Ham and Alonso incident on the pits, where oh wow, yes, I, you know, and then it was not me. I didn't do anything. They just didn't let me go. You know, but that was that was during qualifying. Yeah, I think yeah. that was. Uh, Other than that, I forgot what you watch the stuff with this track. Like, for example, if you go back in history, you know the. The first it was it was done like nineteen thirty six, the first race ever there. Like, you know, first no, Grand Prix. 19, 1986. No, no, nineteen thirty six, the first Grand Prix. I'm talking about going way, way back before it was even Formula One kind of stuff. Before you were born. Exactly. Yeah. And um but the first F one, yeah, was nineteen eighty six. There were there was no Grand Prix being held at, you know, to this level for fifty years. Mm-hmm. So that was oh. until F one came back. Which my, our boy that's no longer around because he got ousted. Bernie Ankleston and a couple of people brought it back too. <laughs> <laughs> but this track is also, you know, like for example, if Ham wins this year, he'll tie Schumacher for having like the most wins on a track. What else? You know, there's a bunch of things. Like for example, I think there was also like where um, where pit strategy started to, I guess, to shine. It was that the race, I believe, was in, in what was it? I can't remember the year. I read somewhere in my notes here where it's pretty much Schumacher came into the pits due to the strategy, and he was because of his tires, he was able to pull up at front like a 34-second lead or something like that. Wow. Well, people don't know is that Ruben is uh, 40 years old, I think. He's actually been watching F1 for 50 years. Swimming around, he, he was watching F one. He came, he came out of the, he came out of the womb with a helmet on, <laughs> something like that. Something. <laughs> but you know, all, all, the, all the things that I noticed while I was like, you know, looking for things for the Hungarian Grand Prix is that Ham is the one who obviously with the most wins in this track. Constructor wise, yeah, constructor wise, McLaren has eleven wins, and Williams, which is all the way in the back, has seven. <laughs> yeah, but how long ago was that? 
But, you know, when they were, when they were a top team, they'll be back. Yeah. I have my hopes for Williams. They'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they, if they get a cash infusion, I don't see why not. You know, Williams, you know, is an historical team. They're a lot, you know, and they, I think they put either the entire team or actually part of the, the team up for sale during during the break. So if they get in cash infusion, they definitely have a good team under them. They just got to, you know, they just need the money. As in, as in Formula One, you need money to get a, you, to get uh, to get up to the top team. Oh, I got another one. I just I just checking my notes. This track was Alonso's first win, and he was that that time the you know the youngest Grand Prix winner too, and the first Spaniard to do it in, in Hungary. Oh wow! My boy Alonso, sir. <laughs> so I don't know. We talked about the you know potential overtakes. I I just don't see it happening a lot this in this race. Turns 12, 13, 14 are essentially 12 is like a 90, and then 13 and 14 are almost like little parabolicas where it's it's almost like a, a U, and then you're going on to the straight. I because of the difficulties of following each other uh, aerodynamically, I don't think that there's going to be many opportunities for well, I got, I got for on that main straight. I hope I'm wrong. I got one for you. What part of the brass knuckle is that you that you just mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the grip at the bottom, the one that you keep in your, okay. in your hand. <laughs> no, but um, Ruben, what are your uh, predictions going into this one? We got Yancey's. What do you think? Yes, you said predictions already. Well, I didn't give the drivers, okay. but I know it's. I think it's going to be a uh, a battle between. Uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah, the construction will be definitely between you know Red Bull and Mercedes. I mm-hmm. believe Ham will take it. You know, Max second, and Borders will be pretty much back and forth with Max. <laughs> Actually, I think it was you that told me that Hamilton walked into into a into a room once that he was hearing. He just heard the dyno going, you know, on and off or just revving and 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 going off, and he was able to correctly identify that the car was in doing a simulation of Hungary. Ham loves this track. I think that was also his first race win. Correct me if I'm wrong, Hungary. Uh, I think that you know, as much, um, I I think he's going to win it. But I, if if I have to put it in my prediction, because it's a must win for Red Bull, uh, I'm going to go with Max, then Ham, then Boras. The reason for that is after this race, we then go to Silverstone twice. And then it's Spain. And Belgium, which is Spa, right after, and and then Italy, Monza. What's going to happen after this race is we're going to go into tracks that are just strictly power tracks. And if Red Bull doesn't make a push to catch up now, we're going to be in a situation where Mercedes is just going to be long gone, and that'll be a wrap for the uh, Constructors' <laughs> Championship. I like that. So what? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Hamilton's going to win this race. I think he's going to take. Another one of um, Michael Schumacher's records, which he's, you know, he's slowly but surely, like I said, he's possibly the best driver ever. And he's breaking those records that people once thought could never be broken when Michael Schumacher was setting these records with Ferrari in the early 2000s. Um, Lewis Hamilton is special. You guys are watching history. Appreciate it. Don't hate, appreciate. Um, but I think yeah, Hamilton. I think Hamilton takes the win. I think um, Max comes in second. Yen, Bottas third. I 
think that's those those are my predictions for this race. Okay. All right, we'll see. We actually got to start writing these down so that we can keep track. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any have have any of us have been right. We got to we got to We've probably been really really go. wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to make these predictions anyways. All right, so are. that's, I mean, that's it for going into the uh, Hungarian Grand Prix, unless you guys have anything else to add. No, no, no. I mean, uh, just another race, man. And, you know, again, we've been so long without racing. We're getting three in a row. Are you tired of it? I'm not. Definitely not. not. Definitely I'm just not. missing the bar. I'm missing that part of the races, the bar. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Maybe one day we'll get there. <laughs> will it? Will it be so, quiet now? The Ferrari's behind, you know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's like pouring salt in the wound. I don't know. I think I think Bonato's got to go. I think that's it. Has to happen. Like he's an engineer. He's not like a team boss. Like they were in better position with Arriva Bene. Yeah, I don't know. There, you know, somebody told me this. Um, I think on social media that what happened in the Styrian Grand Prix was a long time coming for Ferrari and it was just one of those things where it just showed how dysfunctional that team has become all around and they need to turn it around Bernardo said it what happened I think he even said it before even that crash between Leclerc and Vettel happened, that what's been happening there is not befitting of a name, of the name Ferrari. Wow. Um, he said it himself, and they got to turn it around. You know, they've, you know, it's it, if it's not a, if it was not a crash between teammates, which they've crashed twice in the last four races. Um. It's a bad strategy call. It's a mechanical problem with the car. It's Vettel spinning. There's so many things. And, you know, it, as a fan, it's sad to see. It's almost like being a Knicks fan. You know, they got to, they got to do something and, you know, I'm, I'm not against Bernardo, you know, being replaced. <laughs> uh, maybe he should just take a step back and do what he was doing what before. Was doing. Because the car yeah, was successful a, there. As a technical director, I mean, he was the one responsible for that car in 2017. And that, t- that 2017 car was, was nimble. It was fast at every track. It didn't have the, the, the same caliber engine that Mercedes had at that point. Um, but it's still, you know, they still managed to, to put a really good title fight against Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton, and uh, but again, those uh, those problems reared their ugly heads again, and uh, they just couldn't take it home. But that was probably their best chance to win, maybe 2018 also. But I think 2017, um, they had a really good chance to win the championship that season, and, and they just couldn't do it. So. I just, in, in my head, I see that, uh, okay, like Vettel, whatever, he was spinning around, whatever. We we talked earlier today about how Perez was with Ocon, where he had sharp elbows. Last year, we saw um, 
Max Verstappen, in, actually in Austria, Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc going at it. And um, what was it? Max pushed them off the track and then Charles Leclerc came back in Silverstone and did the same. Mm-hmm. I think that from there, his mentality changed and it led. it's leading to more aggressive driving to a point where like you don't even need it. And it's weird to it's weird to say that because you see the reverse in like Max Verstappen who has calmed down quite a bit from the 2018 season. But what you're seeing now is almost, it's not even aggressive driving or even assertive driving. It's just, it's just reckless from Leclerc and it's, it's to the detriment of the team. I think even though, you know, he's backed by Yancey, I think he needs more experience. Remember Max, you know, made a lot of mistakes when he stepped up to a rebel, you know, to be on the top team. Same thing with, with, with Leclerc. He's just stepping up to the team. He's getting a lot of responsibilities. He needs to calm down, you know, make smart decisions. That is, you know, like for example, last week was 70 laps, 71 laps. Come on, dude. Chill out, man. You proved that you got pace, you know, because the week before you spent the second. Obviously, we had 20 safety cars, but that's okay. Yeah, I bet you that Carlos Sainz comes in. And with just a little more experience, a little more patience, I bet you he does really well with that car, potentially even better than Leclerc does. I, know, I hope so too. I know I not that I hope so, but I I think that's what's gonna happen. And it's not that uh I know yes, he doesn't want to hear that, but it's not that Leclerc is a, a bad driver, it's just that he needs that that polish on the stone. He does. He uh, needs to, so to sharpen up, but sharpen up like more rounded out wise. And um, I pretty much come to, come down a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think Leclerc is is going through the same thing that Max went through a few seasons ago when and any driver, any talented driver goes through in their first few years in F1. I mean, he... I didn't go through that, he, by the way. I was, I was good in the game right away. <laughs> until, until Wellington started to battle me. After he, he met Yeah, and then, and then you T-bowed them exactly. going through <laughs> turn in Australia. But, uh, but as I was saying, you know, Max, I mean, um, Leclerc is just going through, obviously, his growing pains. Yeah, he does, he, he does need to calm down a little bit. But at the same time, if, when you're a championship driver or you want to be a championship driver, you do have to put your elbows out a little bit. I mean, if he doesn't put his elbows out against Hamilton and Monza, he doesn't get that win last year. You're right. You know, so it's just a battle. Is what what champions do though, or a good driver does is they're patient. They learn, yeah, they're patient. They learn to they they learn the delicate balance of what is putting your your elbows out and what is causing an accident. Well, that's the thing about putting your elbows out. They only look good when they work, but when you know turn into crap, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> but like I said, it's a fine line that you. It's a it's a fine line that you that you walk or drive in this case and <laughs> and they got to learn that you it's only learned through experience and and one thing Leclerc has shown is that when he does make a mistake he comes back stronger so I'm not worried about it I think I he'll he'll, stupid. he'll he'll mature into into a into a good drive into a you know the championship driver that he's expected to be and I'm hoping to see a championship from him sooner rather than later yeah when he leaves Ferrari he will Um, No! (laughs) Um, Just kind of to wrap things up, just uh, we could talk fantasy, but there's really nothing to talk about since I'm continuing to dominate, uh, just like last year, just like the year before. Um, You guys, I'll put the 
the links you are, are you really are a full of yourself man <laughs> so Jesus. that maybe i could get some competition our good friend steven was talking about potentially giving me some competition we'll see what happens whoa 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 i mean if steven comes in and, and takes over me too then i'm like in real trouble because i'm in last place already like okay you know I'm, i made two more teams just for that to see like the two extra teams probably with points or something Wellington, how many computers you got running in your exactly. living room just trying to figure out who to choose <laughs> for your for the next week? It's, huh? all, it's all about number crunching. My uh <laughs> my points per points per dollar uh calculation is working. When I get to that point, I'm already mm-hmm. fried. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're fried right now, yep. bro. <laughs> well, guys, like we said, we'll put the uh link to our league in the in the show notes. It'll include the code as well. Um, it's just a matter of the Mercedes dominance. I think you're crazy to not have them as the constructor. It's 72 points. It's $30,000 or $30 million. It's, it's the same price as Hamilton, but you get his points and more. So it, it doesn't make sense not to have them on your roster. I'm logging on right now. <laughs> I saw a team earlier that had both racing points, Antonio Giovinazzi, uh, Hamilton and Mercedes. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, yeah, I think it was a, it was it was a team that I was looking at earlier to see if I could copy their style. So, yo, look at that. He he's still, he's still he's, he's, prepositions. He's, <laughs> he's doing what Tracing Point has done yeah, with Mercedes. Exactly. Well, listen. All I gotta say is to be the best, you gotta be the best. I think he took one of his teams and he and he uh, did a wild card and did that same team. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, actually, I do have one last thing. I want to make sure that you guys are aware. Uh, we're online. Obviously, we're on uh, jumpstartracing.com. If you visit our website, it'll go through. You can see all the uh, uh, the podcast episodes as well as our show notes. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at, uh, at jumpstartpodcast and on Twitter. At the same handle, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ruben. I think so. Okay. No, on, on Twitter is on Twitter is on Twitter is J T S R podcast. Okay, that's it. All right, and uh, you could also check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts. We'll be joining Podchaser soon. As well as I'm reapplying the iHeartRadio, so hopefully that'll get us in. And actually, we're also on SoundCloud now as well for uh, for anybody else that uses that as their preferred uh, method of listening. All right, um, exhausted. Uh, do you guys have anything else? No, man. Let's let's get to another race. I can't wait. Can't wait, man. Can't wait tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's free practice. Um, be watching. Uh, be watching all the news that comes out of there, especially with the whole Sebastian Vettel and Racing Point situation. And then we'll see, get an idea to see where these cars are at as far as this track is concerned. And maybe we'll get an idea of what's going to happen race day or even qualify. So let's get to it. Let's go racing. Let's go see. Let's go watch the midfield. That's what I'm waiting for. The midfield again. That's where the action is happening. <laughs> Think we get more uh, last lap action like we did in uh, maybe, maybe in uh, in Austria. If there's a free pit, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, th- I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. But uh, who do you guys think will get? Who do you guys think will get the uh, the fastest lap here? Ham. Yeah, yeah, I think it's him. 
All right. You don't think it's going to be McLaren again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's been a great story for them so far, but this is the type of track that I... You know what? Granted, they do have a good chassis. Back at, what was it, 2017 with uh, Alonso or 2018? I, I don't even remember. 2018. McLaren actually, despite having a terrible engine, they had the Hondas that were not good at the time. They mm-hmm. still, I, I, I think it was 2017. They still. 2017, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. They still really put up a, a, a fight. And due to that chassis, they were competitive. So we'll see what McLaren has to offer uh, this coming Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, I guess. Yep, should be should be a good weekend. Should be a good weekend. Can't wait to uh, to watch it and then uh, talk about it next time. Hell yeah! All right, people. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe. Uh, like I said, at Jump to Start Podcast on Instagram, JTSR Podcast on uh, on Twitter. Uh, make sure to stop in and say hi. Uh, This is us signing off. We'll talk to you guys after the race. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Peace out.